Welcome to Race Time Radio. Sure, glad you could pop in and join us tonight. Man, have we got a great lineup for you here tonight. Uh, Going to go clear across the country with this one. Junior, what's going on? You're over there ready to go tonight or what? Yeah, ready to go. Uh, uh, didn't get uh, didn't get a chance to see a whole lot of cars at speed this weekend, but uh, uh, was a uh, was a good weekend nonetheless. And, and uh, uh, you know, got the got the dust knocked off if you will <laughs> yeah. uh, got out to a racetrack or two and uh, uh had some fun so good it's, good. Uh, it's definitely uh uh race season's here yeah you got two speedways right yeah. you were at two tracks this weekend yeah yeah well so, friday saturday good yeah. for you Rock unfortunately everybody did get rained out uh but we'll get into more of that in just a bit let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight stacked lineup our first guest is uh, all the way from Ottawa, and I haven't had Dave Conley on this program in a long time, uh, but he's getting his feel for kids all fired up. COVID's all over, so Dave's going to be hard back at it. Uh, driver of the 62 car, uh, getting ready to go. Uh, he's going to do some FCCA, and we'll find out uh, everything that Dave Conley's got happening this year. We'll also get off to uh, car number 54. You'll remember him in the APC series. Danny Benedict uh, has got a beautiful race car under him, and uh, he's ready to go for another season. We'll find out. I do believe Danny's got a couple things he's going to share with us here tonight on the program. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Then, of course, the Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway comes up next weekend and man we've been talking about this for a long long time uh now finally we're getting down to the final days before the green flag flies and we're going to talk to uh, one of those teams that is getting prepared for the western rattler 300 who drives the number 72 uh cory mears got a beautiful race car and you're going to get a chance to meet cory tonight he's from out on canada's west coast and we'll find out more about Corey and his team. Um, I, I do believe there's a pile of cars in his stable, but we'll find out more details with Corey in our number two here tonight. Then the final word about the Western Rattler 300. We save the space for Trevor Siebert. Of course, he is one of the co-promoters of Penticton Speedway, uh, also involved with Area 27. And uh, it was uh, it, it, it was Trevor and Riley, and Ingo, and the guys at Penticton Speedway that uh, really brought up the uh, Western Rattler 300. It was those guys that dreamt this race. They wanted to have a big one, and man, have they created one. This is the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's definitely going to be a barn burner, and we'll talk to Trevor Sieber tonight. Not only is he at the Speedway and with the Speedway, he also drives that number 69, uh, and uh, was the threat to win last year, finished the race up second, and uh, he, you know he's gunning for that win. He's going to really try and get the job done this year, but he's going to have to beat his kid, uh, Riley Siebert, and that's going to be a tough thing to do. Along with all the other competitors that are going to be at the track, it's going to be uh, off the rails, but we'll get into that. Oh, Jerry Paxton 
also uh, our, our turn one two announcer on all of our live broadcasts. You know, Jerry Paxton, uh, he got a chance yesterday to catch up with John Caselli, owner of Flamborough Speedway. And we're going to hear that interview tonight. We're actually going to see it. Jerry uh, buzzed down to John and he uh, got a really good video clip with him. And we're going to air that tonight as well. Get you up to date on everything at Flamborough Speedway because, of course, they were washed out as well as Sunset and uh, Delaware Speedway and everybody that was trying to get some practice laps in. Uh, they couldn't do it this weekend with Mother Nature being the case. But uh, it's okay. We're going to, the forecast right now for the weekend, next weekend looks absolutely beautiful. So fingers crossed it stays that way right across the country and we can all get some laps in and uh, definitely looking forward to it. But what do you say we get to our first guest tonight? Uh, he, he comes to us from Ottawa, uh, one of those uh, crafty veterans. He's pretty well driven everything in this country. His name is David Conley. He's with us now on the Zoom line. What's going on, David? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Looking forward to some warm weather. <laughs> no kidding. We got spoiled, right, for like, uh, what, four or five days there about a month ago. Uh, we had some beautiful stuff, and then, uh, well, reality sunk back in. But uh, how are things coming along? You got that... Uh, 62 machine ready to fly or what? Yeah, the grocery getters uh, ready to roll was funny because we, uh, I guess not so much funny, but we were all ready to go to the track. Car was scaled back in March 2020, and then the whole world exploded, and and it literally sat. So uh, we've done a couple little setup changes. We're going to try this Friday, but um, we're we're back, and the sponsorship's back with Pertino's, so uh, we're going to be starting up their uh, Fuel for Kids program in a couple of weeks now and get out and serve some donuts up to the kids. Oh, that's awesome. Dave, You before we get into uh, – uh, I've got so many questions for you. Uh, <laughs> you have been uh, – you, you have driven late models. You've been uh, NASCAR Pinties, uh, NASCAR Canadian Tire Series, uh, uh, Ontario Sportsman. Uh, you've pretty well done every division and I know a couple of years ago, well, I guess a handful of years ago now, you said, hey, I haven't done much road racing. And over to that side of the fence you went. And you've really been having a good time over on the road courses. So tell us about the transition and uh, what, why it was. <laughs> um, hmm. You know, Cascar was the place to be, so we chased that. And... Um, in 2014, we were running the Sportsman Series, and we opted. There was a there was an incident at Flamborough that I got pretty sick <laughs> getting stuck in a car with no pipes. And um, after that, we decided that we would go road course racing again, and we wanted to travel again. Um, and we started with a GT2 car, and which was my old NASCAR. And uh, actually, I bought it from Scott Steckley and switched that and won a bunch of races the next couple of years. And then we decided we wanted to go faster. So we built a GT1 car down at McCall's, which in in our world, there's there's no rules. So right. do whatever you want. So uh, we built it lighter, and we moved the motor over and uh, and went for as much horsepower as we could get under the hood. Um, and so it's a ton of fun. It's a lot different because, you know, when we ran NASCAR, if, if Steckley was on the pole and we were off by three-tenths, then we knew we had to find three-tenths. But if we're off the pole by, you know, a second now, the problem is you don't know how fast that a car can go because we're racing with McLarens and Porsche GT3s and you name it. So it it 
pushes me harder. Um, and we'll get like 60 cars out at Mossport. So it's, it's a handful. Dave, uh, you know, looking at the uh, the road course stuff, uh, you know, on the SCCA side, um, you know, J.R. Fitzpatrick over the course of the winter uh, put together his perimeter late model, and uh, that's one thing that he's looking at doing, right? He's looking at uh, taking it over there and 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 running some uh, some races uh, in the uh, in the SCCA stuff uh, as well. You know, we've seen guys. Uh, I remember back in the day when Jason Tom had a late model and yeah. partnered with a guy and yeah. and. Uh, so there's there's quite a few late model style cars or NASCAR style cars um, that participate in the classes that you run in, correct? Like I know Daniel Bois' team owner, uh, uh, Mr. Beatty, uh, they have like a NASCAR Camper World Truck Series truck. Um, I'm not sure what division or, or what classification they run in, but you mentioned that you're running against factory built cars, right? Some McLaren, some Porsches, those types of cars. But are there many... Uh, purpose built, if you will, or I imagine there's lots of purpose built, but 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 more along the lines of a stock car um, uh, in yeah. your division, or or are yeah, you, for, are you standing yeah, the front the front guys in GT1 are running like Trans Am cars, or you know the the old vets that like Ron Fellows ran. They're all purpose built cars. Gotcha. The GT2 stuff is where you start to get into the M3s, and um, but when you got a factory built McLaren, it's you know tricky. But uh, yeah, I was chatting with Jr. over the winter, so I know he's coming out to uh, to play as well. Uh, so we're we're planning on running. Mossport will be on our schedule. Watkins Glen uh, in July. We'll be up at Mont Trombone, which is an amazing event. Uh, and then Calabogie has a big race in August, so we'll be at that one. And then back down to Mossport in September. So uh-huh. it's uh, it's a fun. And and there there are a lot of trucks and and old NASCAR uh, or that style car, but the, the TA two car is, is kind of one of the ones to beat uh, because when they pull the chips out on them, they're making about 650 horsepower and they're running two eighteens at Mossport, which is quick. Absolutely. Oh yeah. That's flying around that place. Uh, it, it, amazing. And you never know who you're going to be racing against, right? It, guys that show up. I know we had Adam Carolla on the program a handful of years ago. And Adam is into the vintage style uh, racing, and you know they they show up and they just go racing and they love it, and that's the whole name of the game. Yep, I should say one eighteens. By the way, it's been a couple of years since I've been out. <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah, and the vintage stuff. So oddly enough, during our downtime during COVID, uh, we bought a Cobra uh, from Factory Five and built it. And I did ask to go vintage racing with it, but they said no. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No kidding. Uh, with Dave Conley tonight, driver of the 62, he's going to be around the province. But the cool, uh, another cool aspect to Dave Conley, and he's been doing this for I don't know how many years, but Dave will be able to tell us the Fuel for Kids program uh, that he does here in the province of Ontario. Dave, you have done a masterful job with that program. You go to schools. Well, you tell us about it. And how many years have you been doing Fuel for Kids? So we started it in 04. Um, and basically the idea is that we've kind of always been sponsored by the grocery guys. And um, the idea is that a Fortino store adopts a local school in their neighborhood. And we show up at the school and literally do a giant show and tell with the car. And we teach kids about the sport and show them my helmet compared to their bike helmet, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Then we light the Fortino's car up and do some burnouts for them. And, uh, and then basically we do a giant fundraiser back at the Fortino store. So it's, 
it's basically a fundraiser on a plate for the parent council or the school. Um, and the kids come back and they can have all, all of our vendor sponsors, uh, like Maple Leaf Foods donates all the hot dogs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we've raised, like, I think we're pushing 450,000 and we're talking about like a $2 hot dog here. So, right. uh, almost we'll, we'll break half a million this year. Um, which is kind of amazing. Cause I promise you back in the day when, you're standing out in the cold in October and it's raining. It's, you know, you wouldn't think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you've been doing this. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, I know I can remember when I first heard about Fuel for Kids, I was blown away. Uh, what you do with it, uh, the, the, the teaching aspect of it. And how about turning the sport on to some, you know, younger fans? And, uh, you know, that could be the introduction into motorsports for them. If they're not from this background, uh, you never know. You could be turning heads, and I do believe you've uh, done that with quite a few. It's funny when you run into someone in their early 20s and they say, you were at my school when I was in grade five. So, um, I mean, we've certainly, I don't even know, I mean, tens tens, and tens of thousands of, of kids that we've seen over the years. And, you know, I promise you, I never had a race car show up in my school and do burnouts in the schoolyard. So, um Kind of a fun memory. It's certainly one of those memories for the kids that will stick with them for the rest of their lives. Pretty cool model. I can guarantee you that. Uh, where can uh, students or uh, maybe even some of the parents, where can they sort of go and have a look and find out the schedule on where that beautiful 14062 Dodge is going to be? Yeah, if they go to fuelforkids.ca, that's kind of the general website. And we'll have our, our schedule going up very shortly. Uh, but we're basically, Fortinos are... If, if you don't, they're not up in your neighborhood. They are down in kind of Hamilton and Oakville, and they are the premier grocery store down that way. They're beautiful. Um, so all of our traveling is in that hub now, which is really nice for me. I actually get to stay in the same hotel. Mm, we got across the country. There we go. There we go. You had stopped for a second there. So we missed about okay. the last 20 seconds of what you said there. Sorry, yeah. So all of our stores are obviously Fortino's is a, a grocery store that's part of Laba's. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know it, they are a really beautiful high-end store. They're all basically down in Hamilton, Oakville, uh, Burlington. So that's kind of where we tour and where all the schools are that uh, we work with. Fantastic. Back to the racing end of it, the 62. Who have you got on the crew? I know you and Al Labor go way back. Uh, you, you got Al popping in. Who have you got on the crew that's going to be helping you out this year uh, from the racing well, side? Ke yeah, Keith and Dom are kind of my main guys that have uh, been with me for Keith's been 18 years now. Dom's probably 13, 14. Um, Tori is my jackman who uh, has been with me even longer. Um, Dave Bittner is, will be back up a little bit. He used to race and ran, uh, not Merrickville Speedway. Uh, anyway, ran one of the dirt tracks for, for a bit. Uh, so he'll be around some, uh, and then another local lad, Marty Pereira up this way. So we got like five or six of us go. And, uh, we joke about now that, you know, we try and find, the pavement that's the flattest now, as opposed to crawling in the dirt and the dust at Peterborough Speedway. So, Too it's kind of fun. Yeah, I guess so. You guys uh, be looking for a senior's discount soon when you get to the pit gate. <laughs> I can say that because I'm a, getting up there too. It, it's our retirement racing program. 
<laughs> and we're still doing 175 miles an hour down the back straight of Mossport. <laughs> yeah, and the draft comes into play. Uh, your first yeah. race, when are you getting out? When's race number one for you? We're going to do one up at Calabogie here, more of a kind of a shakedown. Uh, it is their local series that we run. And then our first kind of big race will be down at Watkins Glen on July 1st. They have a big weekend down there with SCCA. Well, uh, you're going to do us a favor. Keep me up to date on how you're making out. Love to get you back on the program throughout the course of the uh, race season and get an update, find out how things are going for that 62 car. I think you've got a few wins left in you yet, bud. I think, I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Dave Conley, thanks so much for the time tonight. Great catching up with you, buddy. You're looking fantastic. Go get them. Uh, it's going to be guys. just like a regular season this year, bud. Appreciate it. You betcha. Dave Conley, uh, always a great guest to have on Race Time Radio. Love having Dave on. Uh, Watching him back in his NASCAR days, you want to talk about a guy that can get the job done. Uh, Dave Conley was that guy. He'd get out there and really go after it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the big things, uh, and every time that we've ever had Dave on, the the thing that, that I always kind of equate his program to is the model in which everybody should look at if you have a racing program if you if you race super stock if you race late model if you race uh you know scca and you're at the at the beginning stages of scca if you have a a, a thunder stock at, at a dirt track you should take a look at what dave Connolly does and emulate that mm. you know um the the corporate partnerships are out there you can get them yes and yeah. you just have to have a plan that isn't just i'm going to put you on my race car and race in front of some people in a grandstand right that that doesn't matter right it's the it's the backbone of the program and, and the activation and, the, and what you're gonna do exactly and when you look at what they do with fortinos um, you couldn't ask for a better thing. They're not giving him $450,000 to do what he's doing. Oh, no. And they're no. raising 450000 for a charity. Um, you know, that is the key to, to the success of the program. And, and when you look at, at, you know, he's racing a handful of times. It's not about the racing. It's about the, the activation of the entire thing. It is about the racing at the end of the day for him. Oh, sure. He yeah, still yeah. gets to put the helmet on. He still gets to go racing. He's serious about it. You know, he's serious about going out there and getting a checkered flag. Does a great job, yeah. But it takes the creativity. It takes the knowledge. And it also takes the professionalism to be able to execute that. And, and uh, you know, when you look at uh, – at, Guys like, you know, Junior Farley and Kyle Steckley and, uh, you know, you, you look at those types of names who are attracting the, the corporate partnerships. Josh mm-hmm. Stoddy, yep. um, you know, attracting the corporate partnerships. Um, they're doing very similar things as well, whether it be tied to sales, whether it be tied to a charity, right. whether it be tied to uh, a combination of both. Right. Or, or employee morale, whatever. Um, there are ways to do it. And Dave Connolly has mastered it. Yeah. Um, guys like him, uh, you know, I, I have said this a lot. We should have a marketing summit here in Canada because I think we have some of the most creative oh, yeah. marketers. Because Hands down. We're not, we're not selling NASCAR like it is in the Deep South, right? Right. We're selling something that is on the fringe. But we have some of the most creative marketers. Gary Elliott, right? Dave Connolly. DJ right Kennington. Yep. Um, uh, Josh Stotty. Oh, the, the list is the, long. The list is long. Yes, and, it is. And, and uh, uh, you know, Dave is on that list, and that's the important part. He is. And, you know, Dave's the approachable kind of guy, too. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to talk to him. Uh, he wouldn't mind. I just about guarantee it when he has time. 
Uh, but yeah, always a great guest on Race Time. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, Jerry Paxton sat down with John Caselli over uh, just yesterday. We're going to have a look at that interview and have a listen to what John says. He's got some, uh, some real big information in there. You're going to want to stay tuned. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 167. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Seaworth, the winner. This is my own, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win in my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country, channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on channel 58. Play me some 
Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit children across the globe. Alex Trebek, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Also on Rev TV Canada, right across the country, Monday, every Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, and on the Performance Motorsport Network.com out of the U.S., Gearhead Country Radio, uh, X98.9 uh, XFM, Outstanding Edition, Nova Scotia. Uh, there's lots of ways you can get Race Time Radio, but we surely appreciate you tuning in here tonight. Jerry Paxton, of course, one of our Race Time Radio broadcasters, going to be together, Jerry and I, out in B.C. Uh, this coming weekend for the Western Rattler 300 weekend. Uh, but Jerry was a little busy yesterday. Uh, went to Flamborough Speedway, hoping to catch some of the uh, action there at Flamborough. Mother Nature said, no, not so quick. And Jerry was kind enough to get us a nice quick interview with John Caselli, owner-promoter at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, and uh, here's what the two of them had a chat about. Uh, we'll play it now. <laughs> well, John, here we go, 2023. And like so many other years, we start off in the rain. In the rain. You're right. <laughs> This is our, uh, it'll be our third attempt for practice day. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I uh, I see this coming because uh, we had a very light winter this year and uh, we really didn't get winter until about middle, beginning of March. And I figured we're going to be in for a tough spring. Sure enough, it is. Yeah. Now, the facility's ready to go. You just need the weather to cooperate. That's right. Yeah, the weather has been uh, terrible, just terrible. I mean, today is uh, April 29th. We were supposed to have our uh, endurance race and the mini stock uh, special and the pure stock special, and it's, it's, it just didn't happen. But we moved it to long weekend in May, on uh, Monday afternoon, so we kind of saved this one. I was hoping to get practice today, and didn't happen. It's just terrible. Now, I'm going to take it, because this is the, this early in the season, nobody's had a test day or a practice day out here. Not really, no. Wow. It's been, uh, it's been pretty wet. Yeah. And it's been very difficult trying to get the place ready. You know, we... Uh, one nice week wasn't enough? Oh, God, I'll tell you. Normally, you know, every year you can... You're able to get in here about middle of March and, you know, start doing things. And I'll tell you, it's been tough. Mm. April's been really a uh, very wet spring. So I was looking at the schedule, John. I see that, as you mentioned, those mini stock specials. That's a pretty good deal. 500 bucks to yeah. win for a mini stock is pretty good payout. Pretty good, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, think, uh, I think that show will do well and actually... In a, I'm happy in a sense because a lot of these guys are on ready. <laughs> so 
it gives them another month to get things together and uh, yeah and they're going to do it on the long weekend in May and uh, on the Monday afternoon hopefully it'll be nice and sunny and, and warm <laughs> we're all hoping for that <laughs> so let's hope uh, that this weather will change soon weather, weather can be a big problem that's yeah. for sure now I know normal race nights you get underway at 630 yes so best time to get here for your fans probably around 530 when uh, I see some practice yeah but actually you know the earlier they get here the better it is because it uh, the lineup doesn't get so heavy, you know, like it's spread out where if they all come at once, it's, it, it's a chore because the lineups get pretty long. No be standing in line when they hear the green flag come down and the cars are rolling. Right. Talking about the Super Sox, Bennett's uh, came on board again this year with two motors, one wow. for the, one for the uh, Super Sox and one for the late models which is very nice and we're doing it a little differently this year where uh, <clears throat> the guys that support us 80% of the time they'll be in the in the draw for that motor it doesn't go to the the points winner uh, it, 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 so everybody has a chance for that motor at the end of the year uh, the guys that have 80% attendance will have a draw and Whoever the winner is, it could be anybody, you know. That always makes it more interesting yes. that way. And we're doing that the same way uh, uh, too with the with the late models, the same way. Yeah. So um, I know coming up the end of May is the Bill Zardo Memorial Race, and I know Bill raced here a long time, and I know that he was a yeah. personal friend of yours he as well. Sure was. I, Bill's very missed. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that because uh, I know I called you and I said I wanted to be a part of that night because I'd been here and, you know, between the Zardos and the Shepherds, <laughs> they kind of helped build this place, John. Uh, all these races you've got going, I mean, I, I see the specials for mini stocks. I see uh, the the late model, the prolates, the APC shows, the super late models, the Oscar modified shows, all those. You have to have a favorite. Our favorites are the super late models. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh there's, you know, the field has really gone down. But still, if we manage uh, 14, 15 cars, they can put on a hell of a show. Yeah. You know, and again, we're doing that Biederman race on, on June the 17th, I believe. Uh, it's a 75-lap race mm -hmm. uh, for them guys. That'll be, as a matter of fact, that'll be their first for the season. Mm -hmm. So hopefully... Uh, They'll put on a good show for us. Yeah. And also, this year, we're going to have them on Frost Overfest. Oh. On the Saturday. Yeah, yeah great show. So I know Frost Overfest is always so much fun at the end of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'll be here on the Saturday. Actually, the Saturday is pretty, it's a good field. Because we got the uh, the Super Late models. We got the Oscar Modifieds. We got the Oscar Hot Rods. Uh, pure Stocks. Uh, legends and what else? <laughs> we got, we got, uh, if it's got wheels, you're running. Oh yeah, there's a, there's <laughs> quite a bit. And then Sunday we do the Grazil Triple Crown, which we turn it into a triple fifties. Uh, that should be a good one. Uh, plus the uh, super stocks will be running that day, and the mini stocks, and those um, what else we get going? All those outlaw midgets.
Yeah, so, it sounds uh, like a pretty pretty full season schedule. You got a little bit of everything yeah. every time. Between the two days, we I think we got about eleven or twelve different uh, divisions. So yeah. great wrap up yeah. to the season. Yeah. So, yeah. but even the schedule through the rest of the year, I see superlates and modifieds yeah. and prolates and everything's in there. So whatever your flavor of racing, you're going to find it here. And the other thing, the pot of gold three hundred. So, folks, folks coming in to uh, enjoy the racing here at Flamborough Speedway, do you still have your family ticket, John, for admission on the front? Two adults and up to four kids, yes. It's pretty, re- it's pretty reasonable, really. It's, yeah. it's a great night's entertainment. If you haven't been to the local racetrack, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Time to get off your chair and get out there. So, John, I know you're looking forward to a warm weekend next weekend for practice. May the 13th is going to be the opening night. And uh, by then, I certainly hope the weather's good. And with any luck, I may get back and get here. Yeah. I that about because we're doing the practice, but the, the date, that particular date that we had on the schedule, we're going to try it later on the season to fit it in somewhere so that we... No unfinished business. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> John Caselli of Flamborough Speedway. As we said, if you haven't got to a short track, what's holding you back? Yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, great to uh, see that. Got to thank Jerry Paxton and, of course, John Caselli. I know it's been a tough, tough start, Junior, with all the rain and everything that, uh, you know, everybody's had going on. It's a tough deal trying to get out of the box. But, uh, you know, Flamborough Speedway is ready to rock and roll as soon as that sun pops out. And uh, that's pretty big news, right, for the Thunder Cars and for the late models. they got uh, Bennett's kicked in two engines and they're going to do it by 80% uh, participation. That's huge for those guys. Good way to do it. Not just the points champion going to win at Flamborough Speedway. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it's they they definitely do some creative things with uh, Frostoberfest. I know Mike Schmidt and his whole gang um, do a bunch of rallying, um, you know, within their their local companies, you know, and, and uh, raise a bunch of uh, raise a bunch of cool prizes. Uh, everything from, you know, oils to um, uh, car wax kits to money to um, trophies and everything else. Um, they they do a bunch of, uh, of fundraising for that. And, um, you know, it's it, it's it's so interesting to see the transformation that Flamborough Speedway has had over the last 20 years. Really, um, there were times where Flamborough Speedway was really, really down. And over the past five years... It has ramped up through the roof and is one of the nicest oh, yeah. racetracks in Ontario, uh, if not in Canada. And, uh, you know, I, I I love the racing that that place puts on. Always mm-hmm. have. Yeah. It's, you know, it's hard-nosed short track racing. Yep. And, um, you know, it's it's tight. It creates very crazy moments. Yeah. Uh, it's got straightaways long enough that, that they get up to a really good speed. Um, but the corners are... are are made in a way that that there is a top lane to for for the select few that have the guts that can make it work um you know it's it's everything that you want out of a short track yeah. and uh you know they've they've always had great food there flamburgers um, you know and and the, i think the neat part is they've got a core group of staff members that are there every that, year that are so diehard gary calling 
Um, you know, he eats, sleeps, and breathes that place. Yep, Lambro he sure Speedway. does. Um, you know, uh, old Bob on the uh, yeah. Bob Monroe on the on the uh, the lineup Line side up of things. I can hear him. Uh, you I can, can hear him. him. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, just yeah. just. Uh, but the the core group that they have, of course, Frank and John, right? right. Frank and John yep. um, are, are when you get there, you see them. Yep, the, those two owners <laughs> that you, you're active. going to see them. Yep, they're um, not just sitting up in a booth somewhere. No. They are actually out working and uh, you know making things happen. Absolutely, Flamborough Speedway. If you've never been there, it's just outside Hamilton, right out Waterdown, actually. Um, awesome facility. If you haven't been to Flamborough Speedway, maybe in years, check it out this year. I'll tell you what, your eyes are going to fly out of your head, as Junior mentioned. There's been a ton of rebuilding happening, and uh, John and Frank have been hard at it. And, and you know, we do not talk about this at all on the program, and, and you know, it's we're going to. I can guarantee you that we're going to start talking about this more that I mention this now, um, but the karting program that they have built over there. Oh, Kitchener Karting Club. The, the yeah, the, the, the karting program. Event that happens, you know, Saturday mornings. Every um, Saturday. Yep. And, and they also hold a few select events throughout the week. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, throughout the summer. Um, they get two, three hundred carts to some of these events. Oh, and, yeah. And I showed up to an APC race this year super early because I needed to get tires for, for one of my guys. And, mm-hmm. and we, we raced at Delaware on the, on the Friday night. And, uh, so I showed up like we're talking, you know, seven, eight hours early. Right. So, right. so um, I got there for basically the the just the kickoff of of the karting event, mm-hmm. and there was more people in the pit area for the karting event. And by the time the race haulers started rolling in, you couldn't tell anybody was there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there was, the, but that pit area was jammed full of carts. Um, just a, a really neat event, and or not event, a really neat staple of Flamborough Speedway, mm-hmm. and they are grooming some of the up-and-coming you know, drivers that we're going to see. Absolutely. Uh, good, good point. Uh, just want to add in there, Flamborough Speedway still has that family ticket. Cool for that. You get a good deal when you go there. Uh, and I want to let you know now, when Jerry was talking to John, uh, Jerry said, you know, Race Time Radio would love to come out and do that Bill Zardo Memorial Race. Race Time Radio will have that race live for you. Uh, so uh, we'll get you up to date on all the times and details and everything uh, as we go along here. But uh, just wanted to let you know that. So we're looking forward to getting to Flamborough Speedway uh, for the Bill Zardo Memorial Race. And I wouldn't doubt we'll have a bunch more from Flamborough throughout the course of the year. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, the number 54, Danny Benedict. Is ready to go. I see him on the Zoom line, and he's going to join us next, all live, right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Hey, it's Robbie Gordon from Speed Energy and Stadium Super Trucks here in Canada, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at LeafRacewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. 
making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Seaver, the winner. This is my own, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. We're just getting started. That's right. 
Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But hang tight, it's coming. Now, back to more Race Time Radio and Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. Off we go to the Zoom line and welcome in our next guest. He's always a threat to win when he gets behind the wheel of his race car. He drives a beautiful number 54. His name, Danny Benedict, and he joins us now. What's going on there, Dan? The man, how are you? Good, man. How are you guys doing? It's uh, It's been... I don't know, maybe a couple of years since I've been on the show. So nice to be back and uh, nice to chat with you guys. You bet, man. You got to be uh, coming off the chip, uh, getting ready to go. How's the 54 coming? Are you ready? Oh, it's it's coming good, man. It's been a long off season, that's for sure. But uh, we got a lot of exciting things happening this year. You know, uh, first of all, we got a brand new car from McCall Racing. Uh, really excited about that. Uh, glad to be back working with those guys. Uh, we got a new look on the car this year. For the first time in probably 10 years, car's not going to be black. It's going to be white. Wow. Um, so that's a little different for us. But uh, with a new look, uh, probably the most exciting part of it is we have a new sponsor on board. Um, our newest uh, primary sponsor is uh, North Country Property Maintenance. Um, we're super excited to welcome them uh, onto the 54 this year. Uh, they're going to be our primary sponsor. Um you know, they bring a lot of experience, uh, in the racing industry. Uh, you know, anything from super stocks, late models and, and even in the Pinty series. So, uh, it, it means a lot that they're going to be stepping up on board as a primary sponsor. And, uh, yeah, we're just, we're really excited to have them and we can't wait to show everybody, uh, our new look. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all of it. That's uh, super exciting stuff, Dan, and uh, well-deserved. You are one of those quality race teams. And every time you hit the track, you know, the 54 is a threat to win. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here with us. Uh, It's uh, right on true. Uh, You guys put a lot of effort into the program and uh, it sounds like it's going to continue even more this year. Uh, Dan, what's the schedule looking like for you? Full APC deal this year and more? Uh, so, yeah. So, right now we're looking at the full APC deal uh, with the odd special thrown in. You know, we like to get out uh, and support those tracks whenever they put up the big money or, or you know, whatever it is, the, the long races. You know, we like to support those guys. So, uh, yeah. So, we're looking at uh, the full APC tour and then uh, we'll obviously be a part of the Beat the Heat race again at Sobel. Uh, finished second in it two years in a row, and ah. man, that one just bites me. So, you know, this year uh, hopefully is a year we can we can knock that one off the checklist. But um, you know, the the velocity race uh, is always big for us. You know, we've we've won that three times now at Sunset. So, uh, I'm I'm not sure what the record is. I I talked to them last year about it, and they think I already got it. But you know, it'd be nice to win a fourth and uh, really really make sure that I do got that. So. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's going to be a full schedule for us. Um, we're, we're backing down a little bit from last year. Um, you know, obviously the last few years we've, uh, kind of split our time between APC and, and Sunset, uh, trying to win Sunset championships. And, and we, we achieved that last year. So, um, you know, we're, we're really going to focus on APC this year and, and try to knock down some of those wins and hopefully compete for a championship. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and I'll tell you what, uh, bad news for the guys that are running it when you're going to be uh, coming in swinging. Uh, it's going to be kind of cool. It's going to be a great series. Uh, we've had, you know, some of the competitors on and 
Everybody's loaded for bear. Uh, they can't wait to get under the green flag and get the series all fired up. How's the crew looking, Dan? You got any changes there? You got the same chemistry put together? Who have you got uh, helping you out? Uh, it's looking good, Joe. We got uh, a lot of the same guys coming back to help us. A lot of the guys that we have are either racers or former racers or, you know, they, they just love the sport. So, you know, we most for the most part, we got the same team. We got a couple additions this year. A uh, couple, couple new pickups. So you know, we're we're really excited about that, and you know, they're just as passionate as I am about it. So getting to the track with those boys is uh, it's second to none, man. Danny, uh, you know, it's it's no secret to any race fans in Ontario. Um, you and 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 you know the rest of the field. You, you're you're a, a diehard clean racer. Uh, all the way through, and and you you uh, it doesn't matter who you're running, um, you know you're you're there to put on a show for the fans, but you, you're also a, a clean runner. Um, uh, when you look at uh, at the guys who you race against, um, you and Josh Stoddy put on a show every time you're near each other. Do you have anybody else that you would say that you race like that with? Um, like you would in, in Stoddy just seem to be uh, wherever you guys are, whatever racetrack you're at, uh, you guys are, are side by side or, or bumper to bumper, one or the other, and and putting on a, a show. Do you, do you have anybody else that you run against like that? Um, yeah, honestly, you know, I, I like I've always liked to race with respect, you know, no matter who it is. Um, you know, there, there's obviously times when you got to make a move, you got to make something happen, you know, depending on the track that you're at, you know, whether it's Flamborough or maybe Sobble, you know, sometimes it gets a little, little rougher, but you know, for the most part, we, we like to keep our car clean and, and you don't want to make any enemies out there, right? You're, you're racing against these guys every week. You know, you, you want to leave without any fear of oh, crap, what's going to happen next week. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we got a lot of other guys that I like racing with. Um, uh, JR and I have always, you know, had pretty good battles. Uh, normally it's, it's him going by me, but that's, that's going to change this year. I'm telling you. That's right. But, uh, him, uh, him, uh, me and Rick Walt have raced together for like years and years. And I can't remember one time when we've ever had to have any kind of conversation. You know, I didn't like the way you ran me or, or vice versa. So, you know, we always run really well together. I think we both have a lot of respect for each other. Um, and, and there's obviously some other guys that, you know, we race really well against. Um, I always like running against Kyle Sackley. You know, it's, it's no secret he's going to be the next best thing, right? He's, he's coming and he's got a lot of talent and, uh, he comes from a great racing family. So anytime we're around him on the track, you know, it's, it's definitely something special. So. Yeah, you know, we, we like racing against, I would say, probably 90% of the field. You get the odd guys that you're like, eh, I don't, I'm not too sure about that guy. But, uh, you know, most of the guys, especially in the APC series, you know, they're so good at what they do. And this is, you know, the best of the best of racing in, in Canada, in my opinion, at least. So, you know, all, all those guys, you know, they bring their A game every week. And, and they're there to do the exact same thing we're there to do. So, you know, we... we try to treat them with as much respect as they give us. With Danny Benedict tonight, driver of the 54, heading for the APC Series, going to do the full deal. You may catch him at some of your other local racetracks here in Ontario. Now he's going to be, when the big money, big laps are out there, 
You're going to see that 54 car. I can just about guarantee it. Danny, what did you do with the black car? The one that you had last year? That was a real crafty bullet. What, what did you do with it? Did you sell it? Or uh, do you have two cars? Uh, so up until last year, I did have two cars. I, I had uh, that uh, the car that I ran last year in the APC series. That was our first McCall car that we built. Uh, I sold that one off to uh, Gary Adrianson, who's going to be running it full-time at Delaware. Uh, so we're excited for him to get back in the seat, and uh, that was a cool deal. And then we sold our backup car that we had that we only ran a handful of times, just, you know, uh, mostly because of a time issue more than anything else. But uh, so, yeah, at the end of last year, we were kind of sitting there with an empty shop thinking, well, now what the heck do we do? So, you know, we, we called up uh, Mike McCall and said, you know, what what can we do? What can we do? Let's let's build something, you know. So, uh, so it's it's great to be back working with those guys. Those guys are top notch. Uh, Mike and his whole crew, uh, they all put in so much effort, and and they are all racers through and through. And that's what that's what their job is. Their job is to build top notch race cars for guys like me, and uh, they do an amazing job at it. And I'm really excited about this second car that we're building from them. You know. I feel like the first one, we were just kind of getting warmed up to each other, you know, figuring out what I like in a car and, and how they work. And I think we've really uh, had a good relationship with those guys. So I'm, I'm really excited to get out this new piece and uh, and see what we can do. I find it really interesting, and I brought this up uh, uh, with Steckley. Steckley was on the program uh, a few a few weeks back, or, or yeah, two weeks back. Um, uh, but it, there's a there's been like a title shift uh, in the APC series. Um, it seemed like you know last year, uh, you know there was a, a ton of brand new iron coming into the series, right? You had J.R. Fitzpatrick build a brand new car. You had uh, Rick Walt. You had uh, 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 Jake Sheridan, uh, Kyle Steckley, the, the list yeah. went on and on of all brand new equipment at the, at the front of the field. Um, and, uh, you know, when you look at, at this year, basically the top four are saying, we're good with what we got. We're going to make some tweaks over the off season, right? You had, uh, uh, JR, uh, same car as last year, just, you know, uh, buttoned it up and, and, you know, freshened it up. Um, same thing from, from Stoddy, same thing from, uh, Rick Walt, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of set with what they've got. And, but then there's a, there's a cross section of new equipment that's coming out, but there are new names that I think that we're going to see in that, in that top five. Um, you, of course you, uh, Jake Sheridan coming back into the fold with, with, uh, MRE, um, and, and as well, Steckley building that brand new piece as well. Um, you know, I think that there's going to be a little bit of a title shift there, or, or I guess you could say an evening out, um, at the top, uh, you know, in that top five. Um, and, and I think that it's going to be even more competitive this year because of that. And I'm really excited about seeing, uh, the on-track product that APC is going to bring out, uh, as well, the return of testing. You know, I think everybody's seen that, uh, that document, there's going to be testing, you know, back in the fold. Um, I, I think that that's going to, you know, kind of open up the, the ballpark a little bit. And if the rain ever quits. If the rain ever quits, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't start snowing in May. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, that, you know, this has all the years or all the making of, of being a banner year for APC. And uh, I know as a competitor, you've got to be feeling the same thing. And, and uh, uh, it seems like the excitement level is through the roof. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um 
you know, as far as those guys go, like JR and Ricky, you know, it's the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So, you know, they were, they had a ton of speed last year everywhere they went. And, you know, I, there was, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with my car from last year, you know, but the opportunity came up to, to ship it to the next guy kind of deal. And it's one of those things in racing, you know, it, it's either you catch up or you get left behind. So, uh, you know, we had a couple of years on that car and, and like I said, the opportunity came up to unload it and, and build this brand new car. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something too that I can take to my team and say, you know, this is, this is our piece for this year. It's brand new. You know, it's exciting. It's, it's something new to us. You know, we got what these guys have now or we got no more excuses, you know? So, um, so that, that was kind of like our, our main decision to, to build new and, uh, you know, kind of expand that relationship with MRE a little bit, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be a ton of cars this year that have a lot of chances to win. There's, there's going to be a lot of guys up at the front, you know, some new, some old, uh, whatever it is, but it's, it's shaping up to be a really good series. And APC has done an absolutely fantastic job, um, promoting the series this year and, and, and introducing, uh, the three longer races and, and the extra purse for that and uh, everything everything that Luke and his team seem to do just exponentially grows the series and and I'm really looking forward to the next couple of years and and everything that's going to happen with that series and I really hope it, it continues to take off and, and continues to draw attention and continues to draw new guys in the series you know we, we got a lot of young guys coming up through the ranks whether it's you know super stocks right down to those junior late models that you see are, are picking up steam at a lot of different places. So, you know, hopefully uh, we see some new faces in the next few years, whether, you know, it's young kids or, or guys that have been doing it for a while, whatever it is. But uh, definitely a big kudos to Luke Ramsey and his whole team. Uh, they've done a, a fantastic job. Well, with guys like you, Danny Benedict, getting into this and uh, picking up a new car and uh, drivers like you guys, that's what fans like us pay money to go watch. And uh, we're going to get our money's worth this year. The longer races, I think, are really going to fit you well. Uh, I've watched you go on some of those longer shows. And that 54 car shines. Uh, it's going to be pretty incredible. Uh, where are you going to get that first win? Where have you got it circled? Are you going to do it at home at sunset? Oh, that's the goal, man. Uh, race number one, race number one at sunset. You know, it's, uh, the long distance race. It's 150 laps. I've done quite a few of those long distance races at sunset. And, uh, you know, that's, that's our expectation. You know, we, we go to the track expecting to win and, and nothing less. So we're, uh, we're hoping to get out on the track, uh, this coming weekend, uh, May 6th for sunset's opening night. We're going to yep. shake things down, see what we got, try to dial it in for that first APC race. But, uh, that's the plan, man. Race, race number one. We're going to win. You are the man. Danny, thanks so much for the time on race time radio <laughs> tonight. We'll stay in touch, buddy. Thanks guys. Thanks a lot. Nice talking to you again. Hey, you minus, Danny minus, minus five uh, points for, for not bringing a picture of the race car. <laughs> no, no picture of the race no, car. No. You didn't send us a picture of the race car. Minus he's, five points. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he's doing good. Uh, <laughs> we will see it. You'll see it in victory lane. I can just about guarantee it. We got to throw it back to Toronto. Get you up to date on news and highlights takes 90 seconds. And then back we come for hour number two. And I can see Corey Mears right there. He will be back with us all live tonight on race time. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks. 
on Sirius XM, channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks. And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, and of course. Hello to all of our Red TV viewers right across Canada. Uh, we're all getting ready to go for another race season. And I know our next guest is getting ready to go for next weekend in the Western Rattler 300. All at Penticton Speedway. Have no fear. Race Time Radio is going to have it all live. If you can't make it to Penticton Speedway, and you really should make it to this track if at all possible, if you can't, you can count on Race Time Radio. We're going to have live flag-to-flag coverage of Friday and Saturday, audio. Uh, and then, uh, just announced the other day, Rev TV Canada will have live coverage of the Western Rattler 300. So you can depend on that. Another reason to get your Rev TV subscription uh, through your local television provider. But let's get to the hotline and welcome in our next guest, First time on Race Time Radio, he drives a beautiful number 72, beautiful car. His name is Corey Mears. What's going on, Corey? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Joe Jr. Hey, beautiful hey, looking car, man. You guys do a great job on that thing. And I know it's not just all show. That thing goes. I seen you go in the 200 last year. <laughs> yeah, she took a beating in the 200, unfortunately, but we've rebuilt it back together and uh, she's good to go. This, ah. is, this is a bold statement. I, I, I love late models. Late models are my jam. And your late model looks, you know, bad to the bone. But your CRX, the, the Honda <laughs> CRX, that is a bad to the bone looking four cylinder. If you could make them all look like that, I'd be a way bigger four cylinder fan. <laughs> the CRX is definitely a crowd favorite. Like everywhere we take that thing, people just love it. And uh, uh, two of my boys have driven it, and uh, our daughter's going to drive it this year. Uh, Sarah's going to give it a go in the mini stock. And. Uh, It'll be out with another driver. Have you Where? seen it? It's a fast uh, part. It not only it? looks good, it's fast. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, I, I got to pull it. it up for you. Well, uh, <laughs> I can well imagine we're going to have photos of it uh, throughout the course of the broadcast here. I know I've seen Sue working on some stuff. If Corey gave us a photo, we'll probably all see it. Uh, Corey, where is your home track? Where are you out of? I'm basically halfway between the Victoria Airport and downtown Victoria. Uh, Western Speedway was my home track, but as we all know what happened with that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it'll be Saratoga will be my home track. 
So Saratoga is going to be yeah. home. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that yeah. Is, uh, I, I did see some uh, content on Facebook, I believe. Uh, they got under a green flag here on the weekend, right? I've seen some fireworks going off. for you at the track? No, no, I'm busy in the shop here. I have no time for anything but working on this car, trying to get ready for the Rattler. But, uh, yeah, I think they had their opening night last night. So what's the strategy heading into this Western Rattler 300? It's uh, it's a great show. Uh, you're going to fit like a glove. I, I can't remember. Were you in it last year? No, I didn't. I, I built this car last year, so I didn't get it ready in time, but it was my goal. Yeah. My strategy, stay on the lead lap, survive until near the end, and then see what we got left. Yeah, stick I around, think... right? Sorry? You got to stick around. You got to be there. Absolutely. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, what a beautiful-looking race car. You guys have done a lot of work on it. You mentioned you just put this one together. What chassis is that? Uh, like, uh, who did you get that chassis through, or did you make it? It has a lot of history. It is a Port City super late model chassis. Um, it's been down to Evergreen Speedway in Washington State. It won some championships down there. It's won the Canada 200 in Victoria. Um and then I picked it up as pretty much a basket case. It was just a chassis with, with some spark parts. And uh, I reclipped it and um, rebuilt it. I picked up a motor off of JR, a Ford crate motor. Mm-hmm. And it's a, bit, it's a good package. Yeah, well, it definitely looks at... Uh, have, you, have you spoke with Gary Crooks from Port City? Uh, like Gary, of course, used to be on the east coast of Canada. Uh, he's out of Charlotte. He is Port yeah. City race cars. Have you ever uh, spoke with Gary Crooks? No, I didn't. Uh, I have. I did buy some parts from Port City, though, but I just dealt with the parts guys. But um, when I was down at the Snowball Derby last year, uh, I was hoping to run into Gary, but I just didn't get a chance to. Well, he's, they're, they're always busy. So He is a dynamite guy. We've had him on Race Time Radio. We'll get him back on. And uh, he would probably take great pride in knowing that uh, that 72 car is a Port City uh, a car to start with. And, it's a survivor. Uh, yeah, and you've got it all updated. Uh, yeah. When are you rolling into Penticton? Uh, are you going to be there Thursday? Are you going in early, or what, what's the plan? Uh, our youngest son and my and, and myself, uh, he's also my spotter, Brody. Uh, we're going to leave on Wednesday afternoon, and uh, so we'll be there first thing Thursday morning. Right, right. It's going to be dynamite. It looks touch wood and cross your fingers, all that kind of stuff. But the forecast looks pretty decent out there for Penticton. Uh, you know, uh, we can't we can't beat that. When we get a good forecast, it's going to mean for some great racing. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to be stupid hot. Uh, it should be uh, just ideal conditions for uh, the guy behind the wheel, so to speak. True. A little, a little bit of uh, coolness is nice because uh, it gets pretty hot in those cars, especially for 300 laps, which that's going to be pretty grueling. Yeah, you it know, is. Corey, uh, you touched on your 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 basic strategy going into it, and then I, I think that um, you know if you if you pulled the field, I think that everybody would say the same thing um, to a certain degree. Where where you got to stay out of trouble, you got to you you, you got to stay on the lead lap for the first yeah. you know two thirds. Um, uh, when it comes time for race pace, um, what does that uh, you know? What does that look like for you? Do do you want to be in control of that race pace at all, or or do you do we, you would prefer to be the 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 hunter rather the hunty? I would definitely sooner hunt. I I would sooner be the chaser, and uh, and then like I say when the time comes, if I'm there, to uh, yep. then see what I got for the leader. Gotcha. Make the, make your move. The tire the tire Absolutely. situation is just. Uh, you, you know, when you look at a 150, right, you look at a, a 200, 
There's a yeah. big difference between that and a 300. Yeah. Like you, yes. w- when you look at the, at the 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 constraints of a late model, that is right on the outer lid uh, limit, right of of where where you want to push a late model to, and and uh, uh, it's it comes down to you know not only tires but brakes oh. and uh, you know <laughs> your your fluids and and all of those yeah. different things. Um, there's uh, you know keeping the keeping the grill clean, right? It's, yeah. Well, um, it puts the total meaning, and I need it, you to save me something, driver. Exactly, it does, and uh, that is something that that is so cool about this event is that you know it, even even simple things like you know the windshield, right? It's it, Penticton is a sandy area, right? And yeah. and by the end of a 300 lap race, that windshield can be pretty pitted up. If you get a guy that's up, uh, you know that that's leaking a little bit of fluid, and, and you know over the course of the time you get a couple of of speedy dry situations. Um, you know, it's, there's so many different layers that you have to put your thought into Corey. Does it change? Obviously you guys do a lot of these, not a lot of these. You guys are used to longer races like the Western 300. Um, yeah. and I, 200. I the 200, or the 200. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, yeah. but you guys are used to these longer races, um, yeah. out on the, the West coast. How many of them have you done or been a part of? And, and does it really, like, does is 300, you know, right on that outer limit? I mean, obviously, I've never done 300. It'd be my longest race. I've done the Canada 200 the last three times, and I've finished every time. Um, and, and we run that race on one set of tires. So being able to swap tires at the halfway point will be way better for us. Yeah, real godsend, right? You got to have new yeah. sneakers uh, to, to go the distance. How about crew? Who have you got coming with you uh, that's that's going to be part of the 72 crew? Not my regular crew. I, I almost didn't go to this race because I couldn't put a crew together to go because it's a big commitment. So uh, my my son, Brody, is, uh, is our spotter. Uh, I have our other son, Bailey, who's uh, coming with me. Uh, I have Daryl Crocker, who will be my crew chief. He's coming up. And then two of my good friends who are also other late model competitors, uh, Stu and Alex, they're going to come up as well. So it's a whole new crew for me. That's except for my spotter. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun too, right? It's uh, yeah. it's the whole package. And that's the cool part about Penticton yeah. Speedway and the Western Rattler 300. Um, it's going to be amazing. You're going to head out early. Uh, will you put much emphasis into the qualifying with 300 laps? You're probably not going to beat yourself up real bad if you don't sit atop of the pole for this one. Uh, but yeah. do you want the track position, or does it really matter with the 300-lap race? I don't know if it really matters. I mean, um, I guess it depends on who you're behind, really. You know, there's some some racers you don't want to be behind, and, and you'd sooner have them be behind you. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I, I don't know. I've got up against a real pro late if we have a chance of the pole, but um, we're going to give it everything we got. People say if if you can win at Western, you can do good anywhere. And uh, you know, I basically grew up driving at Western, so that's something I have in my, as an advantage, I guess you could say. Well, I've watched the last uh, I don't know two or three years of the Canada Two Hundred, uh, and, and it's quite a race, man. It was uh, last year was special. The track was yeah. shutting down, and uh, everybody was out there, and there was no quit. From the guy that started on the front row to the guy that started dead last, nobody in that field wanted to give up. Uh, they, no. If something happened to the car, into the pit it went, it got service, come back out. And uh, some guys did that four and five times in that race. Uh, that, and that's what I took away from it. Yeah, there was a lot of cautions in it. Um, but it was still, participation-wise, 
uh, you could feel the emotion. And I was it sitting was. all the way in in Ontario. Um, yeah. it, it's too bad that one's going to go away. I'm here in Saratoga. May pick up the 200 and continue yes. it on, uh, which would be kind of cool. Uh, yep. But really, the the Western Rattler 300. I can't think of a better way to start your year. Uh, than doing the Western Rattler like you're going to do. And it would be kind of cool to end your season doing the 200. That would be, I guess, the BC 500. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It'd be- the one thing that I will say about the the, the, the Western 200, uh, the, the racetrack itself uh, you could you could get turned around there and save the car, you know, like like it wasn't a place where uh, you know things like obviously you could tear up a race car there, oh, but yeah. but but it was it seemed like a place that is, was really conducive to spins and whether they would twirl up because it was so wide in the corners, you know, um, there was a little bit of a runoff area. Yeah. At Penticton, there's none of that, <laughs> right? You, no. When things when things happen, things happen there in a hurry. Yeah, and uh, you got to so you, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, if you see lots of yellows at Penticton, it's going to be an attrition filled race. Well, no, and it wasn't last year. Exactly, last, last year it wasn't year, at all. I want to say there was either four or five cautions. That was it for a 300 lap race. That's unheard of. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was done inside three hours, and that's with a halfway break. And a full field of cars. It wasn't like it was a reduced field. Uh, and the competition was incredible. Uh, with the changes to the track, with the upgrades, if you will, done in turn one and two, it's really going to make a difference. Do you have any laps on at Penticton in anything? None at all. I've just watched a lot of YouTube videos and watched the lines and just studied, studied as best I could. How about friends, Corey? When it comes time, you, you got Daryl Crocker coming with you. Yeah. He's a great guy, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, do you got friends coming along? Or you got any other late model teams that you could be potentially working with? I know you guys, as soon as you put your helmets on, that goes out the window. But have you got anybody that you could be working with? I think I'm completely on my own. As far as I know, I'm the only car coming from Vancouver Island, so I'll be on my own. Now, there you go. There, so you're going to be flying the island flag, if you will. That's right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you, fans are going to be so excited uh, to see that 72 car. I know I can't wait to put my hand on the fender come Thursday. <laughs> uh, Jerry Paxton and I are going to be on that West Jet. We'll be out there and uh, definitely keyed in on practice and everything forward from there. Uh, really genuinely look forward to meeting you and the crew and uh, seeing what all happens this year in the Western Rattler 300. This one's going to be off the charts. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys, too. Sponsorship on that race car. I can see C-Wings. Uh, that, that's about yeah. the best I can see we from here. We uh, have Powerhouse, uh, uh, Recycled Auto and Truck Parts, uh, Hatter King Real Estate, uh, C-Wings Express, um, LDI, which is Daryl Crocker, uh, Bumper to Bumper Auto Parts, and Ron Dex, who supplies all our paint for us. Good deal. We're painting all our own cars. That's a lot of paint. Yeah, yeah. Now, oh, I got to ask you, too. Junior mentioned the four-cylinder. What else yeah. you got? I'm hearing, like, maybe a legend car. There's other stuff going or what? Uh, we have we have pretty much one of everything. We have a street stock. Uh, the youngest, Our youngest son drives a street stock. Uh, and we have a Hornet, which is a uh, Acura Integra. Yeah, cool. And, and the CRX. Cool. Uh, and that's uh, a family sport, right? It's a family affair. Yeah, we're, we we do it all as a family, and, and I couldn't do it without the support of my family. They they support me so so much, allow me to provide the time to do all this. 
crazy stuff that we do. <laughs> well, you're about to get into the craziest situation ever. Uh, and yeah. hopefully it's crazy good for you, Corey. Uh, no, I look forward to meeting you and uh, definitely to call a race that that beautiful 72 is in. Thanks so much for the time tonight. You travel safe, and I'll tell you what, we'll meet Thursday. Sound good? Sounds great. I look forward to it. You Thanks betcha. for having me on. Corey Mears, watch for him in the Western Rattler 300, and you can do that. You're going to be able to watch live on Rev TV Canada. Um, you want to be at Penticton Speedway, uh, but if you can't, uh, you can definitely tune into Race Time Radio and uh, Rev TV Canada right here. It's going to be uh, off the charts there, Junior. You're going to have to watch from here. I will be watching from here, 100% guaranteed. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I, I, I'll I'll be rushing home to watch it. That's for sure. Um, uh, you know, we're going to be racing at uh, at sunset, but uh, uh, by the time I get back, it kind of works out. Uh, I remember last year was kind of a similar situation um, because I, I got home. Uh, just as uh, um, just as the first yellow flag came out, so I think it was twenty laps in or something like that. But uh, yeah, Friday night, Friday night, the Snake Bite One Twenty Five. It's the West Car portion of the event weekend. Uh, the top three after the One Twenty Five will qualify for the Western Rattler Three Hundred. Don't forget about the Venom One Hundred. Uh, and that is the street stock portion of the event weekend. And then on Saturday, it is the Western Rattler 300. And I don't know whether I've got it wrong in the the Viper 100 is Saturday. Could be vice versa. Uh, but there is 100 laps on Saturday for the street stocks as well. Now, on Friday, I'm not sure if we're going to have live video uh, uh, streaming or not. Uh, I know it won't be through Race Time Radio. I can guarantee you that we will have live audio uh, right here on Racetime Radio and Racetimeradio.com. So you can count on that. I'm just not quite sure if we're going to have pictures or not. It'll all depend on if uh, uh, Kent is all set up with uh, the camera guys and everything. Uh, that is going to be in place for Saturday. And Jerry Paxton and I will definitely have the call uh, for the whole weekend. And we look forward to it. We're going to hit a quick break when we come back. I've got a couple of notes we got to fill you in on. And then we are going to have Trevor Siebert, driver of the 69 for the Western Rattler 300. Uh, he's going to have that driver hat on tonight. I can just about guarantee it. Everything from the Speedway is set up and ready to go. He'll have his uh, helmet on instead of his hat. You can guarantee it. We'll be back here live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hey fans, Ron Beauchamp Jr. in a 60 Mopar Dodge. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Watch for the 60 crew in the new year. We're going to be wicked. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. Set. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! 
incredible finish. And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the street stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the street stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event. With $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my own. Not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. What is SiriusXM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Legato will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. SiriusXM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you believe it! In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Sirius XM app and searching More Than a Game. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, genuinely appreciate it. Big weekend coming up next weekend, uh, right across the country, really. Uh, when you take a look out on the East Coast, I think, uh, well, there was some big news, actually, at Eastbound International Speedway. Uh, we're going to have to get uh, those two guys on, Junior, that are going to be taking a green flag in a Pinty's race. I'm hearing that uh, Mr. Collins is going to get out there. Yeah. I'm hearing that uh, 
uh, the forty six, the the Wingnick guys are going to be all uh, McFarland. Like yeah. McFarlands are going to be. Uh, uh, we're going to have to get those guys on. We will uh, as time unfolds here, as we get a little closer. But uh, there's a bunch of new names in the Penny series, man. It's uh, it's going to be not that not that Collins or McFarland or Brandon McFarland are, no. are new names uh, in the Penny series. Um, Brandon's got one start. Yes, and, uh, he does. Uh, Collins, I believe, has got six or seven starts. Yeah, yep. um, he did real good at Sunset Speedway. Am I dad? The yeah. last time he was at Sunset Speedway, I want to say he came yeah. away with a top five finish. Yeah, he was so. he was running right up front. I don't know yeah. where he finished up there, but he he did he ran right up front the entire day. Um, uh, but uh, uh, when you look at the equipment that they've got, uh, they've got some really good equipment rolling in. Uh, uh, you know, they they purchased uh, a, a, an iconic race car from the Steckley Stable last mm-hmm. year with the yeah. fifty six on the door. Um, it was not a Jim Bray car. They just used it for the number with the the, yep. the owner's points uh, uh, and, and helped Jim out, basically, with the number side of things. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's going to be the 45, I believe, uh, for Brandon, and uh, um, or, or it might be the 23. And um, Josh. Well, Josh uh, had the 56. And then the Josh will either have the 56 or the 45. Right. Um, so it, I, I have not seen the confirmation of which way it's going to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, incredible. Incredible stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, he just purchased a car from uh, from Hathaway. Um, basically, the Ooh, 2020 champion piece. car for yeah, the yeah. oval side. Yep. Um, really good car. Uh, you know, Cole Powell won in that car. Uh, uh, Hathaway basically dominated the, the COVID year um, with, uh, with that car. And then as well, uh, uh, ran really good, uh, really decent. Um, uh, a handful of times with uh, with with Brett behind the wheel, but uh, um, you know when you look at, uh, at the other names that are coming out, um, you know some some new names from Quebec. Uh, we're seeing some guys jump over from the ACT side of things. Uh, hearing some rumblings that uh, there's going to be some full time guys, and then as well some road course ringers. Um, uh, you know that are going to jump in for for the road course races. Uh, Daniel Bois is stepping up his program. He's going to come back in. Um, yep. he they have really stepped up their program. They purchased an oval car now. Um, they are part of the engine testing program that the Pinty Series is doing. Uh, of course, testing a a motor program that is a lot different than what they have with the spec program. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a tremendous amount less money. Um, and uh, uh, less horsepower, but uh, a little bit of a different package. And 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 uh, Danny is going to get the chance to uh, to be the uh, the the guinea pig, if you will, with that program. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. There's, will... there's so many, there's so much cool stuff happening. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the return of, of basically, you know, your, your top eight, um, in the, in the championship hunt. Yeah. Um, but moving around there's some moving and shaking right that's you, good that's got... good that's what the series needs it needs to have some new blood it needs to have the regulars return and uh we'll dig into the pindy series uh, uh guaranteed in the next few weeks as things are going to fire off at sunset speedway that's race number one uh i believe eastbound international speedway is going to get under the green flag on the may 2-4 weekend as they always try and do so practice will be coming up there uh, moving off into the Maritimes, 
the Super Late Model Series, the brand new Super Late Model Series that's going to go green out that way. Uh, I've seen names like uh, Dave Oblinas is now registered for that series. Uh, they got a lot of competitors. I believe they're up close to the 30 mark now. And I know when we were speaking with Brett Roy, uh, they were at like 24 with shades of 30 coming. It sounds like they're at that particular point. Of course, the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour getting set to fly again uh, at Scotia Speed World. Things will fire off there for that division. Uh, the sportsman class out there. Street Stock's going to hit Riverside. Lots happening on the East Coast, and practice will be firing off at all those tracks. Petty International Raceway, Speedway 660, I believe, is going to get out of the box here in a week or so. Uh, just a lot happening on Canada's East Coast, same thing here in Ontario. Next weekend, you guys actually race at Sunset, Joe? Yep. Yep, you're racing? Yep, there's late model super stocks. Uh, it's kickoff weekend. Yep, kickoff weekend for, for Sunset. Um, so be... they haven't had a practice, but they're going to go straight into it? Yeah, well, there's uh, they've they've had uh, open test days um, where um, there's been lots of people on the racetrack over right. at sunset, um, but they have not had a practice day. A practice of course, day. it got rained out this weekend, but so. uh, um, they'll probably crack the gates open early. Uh, Brian will probably do something like that they, to get they the have. guys they've, in. They've actually announced that uh, already. Um, that sunset will be um, cracking the gates open at 11 a.m. Mm. Uh, on race day, just to allow everybody to get out there and and uh, knock the knock the rust off. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a full car to racing at uh, at sunset, and and uh, it should be should be relatively interesting to see uh, uh, what all shows up there because you know they've yeah. they've made a bunch of changes over the course of the uh, over the course of the off season. Um, NASCAR back in the fold there. Um, a lot of excitement about that. Sure. Um, uh, you know, as, as well, the, uh, and, and I do, I, I just got a note here, uh, 9 a.m. the back gate's going to open. So Tech and Tires open, practice starts at ah, 11. There so, you go. Um, but uh, uh, Junior Late Models, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Pro Late Models, Modifieds um, is going to be your, uh, your, your... What's on tap? Yeah, what's on tap. Yeah, exactly. that's so. going to be a busy uh, night. You know, Full Throttle Motor Speedway in Varney, Ontario. Uh, I've seen them. They had the paint flying the other weekend. Uh, they tried to get practice in. Uh, yesterday, and uh, I, I've seen cars on track. Don't know whether it was wet or what was happening. Uh, I know it rained here uh, pretty well all day, but uh, they did have some activities, so look for more there. Uh, and as you go right across the country, things are firing up. And uh, BC right now has got to be coming off the chip, getting ready to go for the Western Rattler 300. I know it's the focus of a pile of race teams. Uh, everybody going to just zip on in to Penticton Speedway uh, for this big kickoff uh, to the season. The longest late model race uh, from coast to coast. It's going to be a huge one. Uh, it's uh, Who are you thinking for that one? Do you think Riley's going to be able to go back out there and repeat? No, I think I've, I, I have to go with Kyle Reed. Um, being out there, just the, uh, the notebook that, uh, that the King Racing Bunch have, um, the fact that they're sending, you know, Andrew Hicken and and uh, Corey Hall out there, um, you know, they're going to be working on that ten car with Dave Mater. 
um, and uh, and as well the 42 of Kyle Reed. Um, I think that Kyle Reed is going back there very hungry. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not to take anything away from Riley or, or Trevor um, or, or Dave Mater for that, for that matter. Um, but uh, I think that Kyle Reed's going to be really tough to beat. And the program that King Rayson has put together, um, you know, down south of the border with Austin McDonald, they're learning a tremendous amount every time they cross the border and come back. Uh, of course, Andrew Hickens been there, done that. Um, so I, I think that uh, he's going to be he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, uh, they they will want to set fast time. They will want to lead practice. They will want to win the race. Um, <laughs> yeah, all and, of uh, the above. Yeah, exactly. So it, it'll be very interesting to see if they can if they can uh, keep the race pace underneath them um, and and mine the gap out back. And uh, uh, if they can do that, I think that they've got a pretty good shot at it without seeing without seeing what else is going to show up there. That's a very bold statement to say. Uh, but I think that th- those guys are going to be strong enough. Uh, we've seen them, how strong they were last year and and how much firepower they're bringing out to this race. I think that they're going to be very tough to beat. Finished third last year and his Panhard bar. Uh, with one bolt less. Exactly. So kind of a tough deal. Uh, he's going to be strong. You can guarantee it. But I'll tell you, there's no substitute for being at your home track. No, for like sure. Like Trevor and Riley and uh, so many of the other competitors from out in BC. Uh, going to be an interesting one. I can guarantee you that. We're going to hit this break. Clear it out of the way. Trevor Siebert is going to be with us on the other side of the break. That'll take us right to the top of the hour. Any question that uh, you can think of send us a message we'll ask trev live on the air here we will be back stay with us all live tonight on race time radio hey race fans this is tracy hoskins at the track reporter for race time radio you are listening to race time radio on sirius xm channel 167 race time radio we'll be right back you're listening to canada talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa Know How. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Penticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. 
Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Wow. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Just doing a little bit of tech on uh, Gary Elliott's number 36 Quaker State Chevrolet. Everything looking good on this side, Jenner. You can't see from over there, but I can see right under the hood and everything. If yeah. that thing fits an ABC body template, I would eat my shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it the I'm, just saying, car? I'm just saying Gary, if, Gary took a couple liberties with that body. Yes, he did, and it looks fantastic. If you want <laughs> one of these beautiful diecast cars... I don't know if Gary's got any of them left or not, but you could always contact him. Uh, own a little piece of Canadian motorsports history. They're a 50-year uh, celebration for Gary Elliott. But what do you say we get to the Zoom line? And I wanted to save the final word for the Western Rattler 300 uh, to the guy that came up with this whole deal. Uh, not only did he come up with the concept in his uh, in his mind, but he activated along with Ingo and uh, his whole team and his whole staff all the way around. Let's welcome in Trevor Siebert, driver the 69. And uh, Trevor, what do you got on tonight? You got your helmet on or have you got your hat on? Well, I got my Avion logo on tonight, not the Penticton Speedway one here. So I guess I'm talking as a racer tonight. So yeah, you got uh, you got the Penticton Speedway. So we're covered, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got her all covered up. Well, this is my favorite sweater, man. I got like three of them. You look great in that. Yeah, yeah. well dressed man. <laughs> well, are you ready to go? Uh, talk is all done. Uh, repairs are all done. Well, I shouldn't say that because knowing you, Trevor Siebert, you've always got another plan. You've always got to activate something else at the Speedway to improve everything like you always do. But for now, everything is done. You got the bump fixed in one, two. You got everything done. It's time to go race, is it? It sure is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just came down from the track again. Uh, I left Riley behind up there. We're repairing uh, the fence in one spot there, and we're down to the small details now. So the bumps were paved, as you know, last fall, and uh, we've had a chance to test them out, and they're uh, quite a bit better than what, what we had there before. You know, we are tying into old asphalt, so we had a discussion there last night about how <clears throat> you come off the new stuff and – and then you run on to the old stuff again. So you're kind of nice and smoother for a little bit, and then you get back in the rough stuff. And it's funny when you – there's one spot in particular when you go down the back stretch coming out of two that seems to be bumpier than it used to be. And I think we've determined that that's only because 
one and two are now a lot smoother than they used to be and and so it accentuates the bump coming out of two onto the back stretch so yeah interesting though but I'm absolutely ready to go. Uh, you know, the car is ready to go. We we tested it there a couple of weeks ago, and I feel pretty good with it. Um, you know, we're running kind of the same lap times we did before, maybe slightly faster because uh, we are bumping off the chip a little sooner now with uh, with what's going on in turn one and two. But, um, you know, we had a great car last year. Uh, Jeff Walt uh, put that car together and, and, and Riley's car, uh, you know, with the setup. And, and, you know, we also bought those cars from McCall. So they came out here. You know, uh, hats off to Mike and his crew as well back at McCall because they, they sent a couple of really great cars out here and and uh, we just had to do a little fine-tuning with Jeff and he knows his way around a race car. and Yeah. I You know, I used to, but <laughs> I, I don't really... I haven't kept up with it the last 25 years. You know, I, I know the basic fundamentals and I like to think I can still hold the steering wheel and uh, run the pedals. I was just going to say, you don't have to worry about the load bolts and stuff anymore. You know how to work that wheel pretty good. You haven't lost anything there, I can tell you that. Well, it always comes down to the feel, right? Any kind of race car, whether you're oval track racing or you're a road course or a formula car or a stock car, you have to feel the car and you have to be able to convey what you're feeling and what the car is doing or not doing or what you want to do. You have to be able to convey that to your crew chief. And if you don't know how to make the adjustments, I've always maintained, if you're really not sure what screw you're supposed to be turning, you just need to have somebody that does. But yeah. you have to be able to come in when they look at you and say, what's up, right? And, uh, you know, Jeff likes to call me boss. <laughs> what's up, boss, right? And uh, I have to have answers for him. And, and that's always been my deal in my in my career. I've had uh, a ton of really knowledgeable crew chiefs work for me. Uh, I learned a lot from uh, a bunch of them early on in my career and how to test a car and, and what to watch for. Like, in other words, don't just go out there just to have fun and go around in circles for 50 laps and come in and have no information for them. Well, nothing's going to change. Hey, so Back in your indie days, though, you had engineers that were on there as well as a crew chief, a car chief, and everything else. Uh, now, uh, with the short track program, you haven't got the engineers. you got everything sort of tidy in one one little package now. Yeah, and it's a good point, actually, because, uh, you know, even back in the mid-90s, uh, guys were already on the laptops and plugging into the side of the car. It was pretty early in the in the program, but we were doing data acquisition back in those years already. And, and uh, you know, uh, when I raced for Kanaska, for example, out of Toronto, I would, you know, I'd walk into the shop and the engineer would be behind his computer screen and, and I'd kind of look over his shoulder and he'd have a shock package on there and he'd have all the mapping of the track and G-loading and everything else. And I just said, hey, that looks great and walk away like I knew anything about what I was talking about. Um, but again, it was it was really about being able to give them the proper information of what you wanted the car to do, uh, what it was currently doing and leave it in their hands. And, um, you know, a it, it, it is really interesting how things have developed over the years, you know, with, with data acquisition and that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it still has to be somebody that knows how to turn a wrench and where on the car to go and look. Absolutely. Uh, Trevor, uh, you, you touched on uh, something that was relatively interesting to me, and it brought up a question. I know we're a little bit further away from where we were, but uh, we were talking about uh, tying into the old asphalt, right? So uh, now Penticton has got new asphalt in uh, three different z- sectors, right? It's got it's got really fresh stuff from, from last year. It's got fresh stuff from the year before, and then it's got the older stuff that was on the racetrack when you bought the place, right? Um, yes. So 
it, there's there's like three different zones there. Um, it, it, when you look at uh, places like uh, Richmond was kind of that way uh, because they kind of changed formats and they they did that. You know, they they, they altered the the surface uh, in in turns one and two and kind of flipped the racetrack. Uh, uh, you know, front straightaway to back straightaway. Um, and they repaved uh, a section where pit road would kind of like uh, meet up to the racetrack. That was when they started to apply sealant, right, at, at Richmond. Um, they don't do it anymore, right? They, but they did it for a handful of years. Would that do anything <laughs> to the racing at, at Penticton if you were to apply like a sealant to the racetrack? Sealant or attraction compound? Sealant. A uh, sealant. Sealant. Yeah, no, attraction compound is, is for racing, right, right. For, for grip. But a sealant, is, is, they, they did it to, to, so that it was like a, a matched surface. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, and, and um, we're actually uh, listening to NASCAR radio uh, earlier this week. They were talking about sealing uh, North Wilkesboro before the, um, before the All-Star race, uh, just because it's kind of the same similar situation where you've got multiple years of, of, of asphalt on the racetrack in various you know various layers of degradation <laughs> um and uh, and they were talking about that uh, on door bumper clear as well but um it, uh, what would that do to penticton if you were to do that as an earth mover slash pavement slash hard hat wearing guy well it, it, joe it's really good questions because it runs through my mind all the time when i look at these old racetracks and and uh how you rejuvenate them and and you know, there's always the the simple thing is just repave the whole bloody thing. Uh, you know, if, if cash was no object, I would have repaved all of Penticton. But that's not reality. And so when you get into these um, these applications like, uh, you know, like a seal coat or something like that, they certainly have their merit. But you have to be so careful with it because, you know, uh, asphalt at the end of the day is a wear course. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. And so if you drive whether you're driving on the highway or you're driving on a racetrack, you typically drive in the same spot over and over and over and over. So you'll wear a groove back into it rather quickly and, and you'll, you'll take off whatever you put on there pretty quick. And, and you'll see a track that has a one line in it where everybody drives for the most part. And you'll be back to where you were rather quickly because any of those applications are very thin. You're talking, you know, probably four to five millimeters is is really all you're talking in application. Yeah, it doesn't like penetrate down into the down into the asphalt. It just sits on top. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's a It'd top be like, coat. I mean, it, you know, there's different rejuvenators and different ways of doing it. Um, you know, I I wasn't going to say anything about it because they just want to get people stirred up. But there was one little bump um, coming out coming back onto the back straightaway in the third groove of Penticton when Riley and I did the did the repair last year. And, you know, first you got to appreciate I'm tying into old asphalt that when you look at it longitudinally, it has it has vertical curves in it, if you will. If you look at it transversely, which is 90 degrees to the travel of the car, you you also have um, if you put a straight edge, which we did. Riley and I took a, a big straight edge from our setup and aluminum bar and we set it on there and you got ruts just like you would in a highway where all the where all the 18 wheelers drive. Right. So. You've got bumps going the way you're traveling, bumps going across the way you're traveling. And and then when you try and tie into that with your new asphalt, well, what do you tie into? Do you when you when you pull your paver off at your tie and do you rake it so it fits all those forms? And you have to to some degree. Well, so anyways, in in, in the third lane, uh, we didn't really like it. It 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 
it had a small little jump, if you will, just the way it tied in. So we reheated it the other night. Uh, we had a we borrowed a heater from Peter Brothers Paving, who's who's been really generous with giving us the equipment we need. That was a grinder we had out last year, and we heated an area the size of your kitchen table. Right, and and we re-raked it, and like you get it, you get it warm, and you can do that with new asphalt. You can do it with old asphalt, but very limited success because oil's mostly gone. Mm-hmm. But in the new stuff, so we raked that thing out. And it got considerably better, but you're never going to get rid of it all because, again, you're you're trying to tie into all these different humps and bumps that are there. And you're just trying to get a really good happy medium. But back to your your question, I don't think I would I would do a top coat application, uh, anything short of, of doing a repave. I, I, I just don't. Maybe I would in a couple areas that are. Again, they're localized. Um, the other thing that, that we have to do at Penticton Speedway is, is, uh, there's a lot of cracks that are in our, in our track. And this just happens over, over years. We need to get a, a crack filling program going so we can seal those up. The cars won't really notice a big difference, but you can't let the water get into the base because that's what goes in. It gets in there, it gets damp. And then when we freeze in the wintertime, of course, it, it heaves. And that's what really moves your track around, excuse me, and, and creates further problems. So, Part of our maintenance, part of any, you know, good maintenance at any racetrack would have to employ that. So, you know, we're going to be out there, um, beg, born, stealing uh, somebody's crack machine and uh, we'll go do it. But you need, you know, you put hot tar in there just like you, you see it a lot in the airports. Yeah. I mean, you see it on the highway, but you really see it at the airports because, of course, Transport Canada stuff is, they just don't let that go. So they're doing it almost every spring. This is Trevor Siebert. He drives the number 69. He's going to be in the Western Rattler uh, 300 Penticton Speedway just this coming weekend. We've been talking about it for months. Well, the wait is just about over. We've only got a few more days. Trevor finished second last year to the 09, Riley Siebert, his son, uh, and uh, did a whale of a job. Had the lead for a little while. Uh, Trev, how are you going to attack this one this year? Uh, you're going to tackle it any different? Because you did have success last year. First off, I wouldn't be mean and ask you like that. Like, the second place has got to sting a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't be mean like that. that that's just, to, just to bring it up right off the bat, eh? Just second place. Ooh, salt. Well, it's always second as the first to lose, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> any kind of a race car driver worth of salt always wants to win. And I'm no different. And, uh you know, last year, uh, he asked me what I'm going to do different. You know, not a heck of a lot. I mean, the car was really good. I, I maybe just do a bit of more tuning on it uh, on the Friday, Thursday night, and maybe the Friday practice just to just to get it right for turn one and two because um, that's the only place that the track has changed. But I've always been a big believer in having a good race car. I qualified eighth last year, which wasn't stellar. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I tell people when I was younger, I was usually on the pole, and I can, you know, so I've got some, I've got the records to prove that, but I can't win that way very much anymore. Uh, I mean, I, you know, my eyesight's not what it was. My, uh, my feel is not what it, what it was. My reaction time, we race at night, which I love racing at night, but I have a really tough time seeing. I can't read my gauges. I mean, I'm sounding, I'm sounding pretty debilitated here, but I, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. I, I find a way to win completely different than I did when I was in my 20s. And, you know, your sweet spot as a driver is, I, I always think, is probably your mid 30s. You've got the um, you've got the mentality just it's at all costs out of your system. Your checker record stuff is gone. Um, where you've now you've got the experience and you've still got all your 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 senses and faculties are still working properly. Right. But as you get older, you have to you have to go at it a bit differently, and that's the strategy. And you, and you would have saw that last year 
when Riley and I got put to the rear, mm-hmm. we were uh, touching the car and weren't supposed to at the halfway break. Uh, when we got the green flag, Riley took off, and I knew damn well he was going to. But I, I, I didn't. That didn't. That didn't change my my strategy. I could have went with. I mean, he asked me later. He said, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't you there? follow?" Yeah. Go? Well, first of all, on a two car team, it, one car gets in a wreck, you both get in a wreck, you know. And and when he's charging through the field like that, you know, he's trying to punch a hole through the field, and there were two cars trying to do that. It just things happen. I knew I had 150 laps and I just decided I'm going to let this thing string out and I'm just going to pick them off one by one. I knew I had a good car and I knew I had a lot of time and I knew it needed to keep the, the brakes under the thing and the tires under the thing and keep myself somewhat fresh. Um, and that's the difference with, with youth, right? You know, 300 laps for an older chap. Um, <laughs> it's different, right? So, and it worked out well. Now I had one more competitor I had to get around and I was kind of, you know, yeah, I was hoping for a yellow flag to have a run at him last year, but at the same time, I also knew we had guys like Kyle Reed and a few other guys right hanging out with us there. And, and I thought, well, again, two car team, I'm running second. I I don't think we want the yellow just so I can take a run at Riley here because that's probably not going to work out with two of us in the front row. And guys might get a little excited behind us. And frankly, Riley and I don't always play nice either when we're door to door with <laughs> yeah. each other. So, uh, you know. Uh, it, it would have been an interesting finish if, if we did get that yellow, but I just go about it differently now. I, I get kind of a feeling that the pack is going to be a little bigger at the front this year than what it was last year. There was like four or five guys last year uh, that, that were right there, and you were one of those guys. Uh, you mentioned it. You qualified eighth last year. Are you going to put more emphasis come Friday night when qualifying rolls around? Uh, will track position make a big difference, do you think? Well, I'm not so concerned about track position in a 300-lap race. Um, You know, and the guys did a a tremendous job last year of, of, you know, leaving each other alone. You mentioned it earlier in your show where, I don't know, we probably only had four or five yellows. It was was great. Everybody ran hard, and they they had a lot of respect between drivers, and that's the kind of racing we should have. Um, But... I'm again, I mean, I sure I would love to be on the pole, you know, I mean, everybody wants to be up front there to get, you know, that little win. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the further back you qualify the you know, sometimes you gotta be careful. You start to play mind games with yourself and say, well, gee, do I have a car that can win this race? If I'm not somewhere up there, then you make the mistake of getting this, you know, get the ratchet out and start turning a bunch of load bolts or whatever. And then you don't know what the heck you have. So there is, there's a fine line between leaving it alone, knowing when you got a good race car than to keep messing around with it. Um, yeah, I, I would like to have a bit more speed. Um, you know, even with testing the other day, uh, I know where we're at. I know where Riley will be. I know where like the West Maters and some of those guys will be at Kyle Reed. Um, you know, the different guys that are bullets seem like every time they unload it, they're fast you know, I might give up a tenth or two on those guys, but there is a fine line that you can only give up so much uh, because you're counting on those guys that are quick and qualifying. They're going to come back to you. It's yeah. just a fact. But there's you can't say, okay, well, I'm three tenths behind or four tenths behind. I think that's going to happen. Well, that's not going to happen. So, and you also mentioned a bigger pack. There will be a bigger pack there. We actually had a big pack last year, but three or four guys broke early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, Brandon broke early. The 14 car, uh, he dropped off. Uh, you know, uh, Kelly Admiral, that was another one that uh, yeah, he broke. Something happened to him. I can't remember what it was, uh, but he felt that when I look at this year, Trevor, we're going to see new faces at the same place. 
Uh, you got yes. Trent Seidel that's going to show up. That's a crafty veteran out of Saskatoon. Uh, he's going to throw another wrinkle at this. I can guarantee you uh, he's going to be loaded for bear. He's got, I think, two races on his schedule. The Western Rattler 300. He's going to do the Bridge City 200. That's his season. So needless to say, he's putting a lot of emphasis on BC this coming weekend. And then, Corey, just like we just had on the show. Uh, those kind of guys, uh, we don't know what to expect out of them. Uh, they weren't there last year. Uh, but we do know what to expect out of the guys that were. There's going to be a big pack at the front. I think you guys are really going to have your work cut out for you. Uh, and Riley, I don't think he's showing any signs of slowing down. And we had him on the show. He doesn't plan on changing a thing other than he's going to go to the front. And he's staying there. Yeah, he's going to be a tough competitor all the way through. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, he wants this uh, as, as bad or worse than anybody, right, yeah. to be able to do a repeat. And uh, um, and by all by all means, he's he's got the talent. He's got the car to do that. But there's, the, you know, he, he understands. I know he, He's not scared to throw some stuff out there to challenge some people. I think it's all. I think it's great. I think it pokes at some people and and livens it up. Uh, makes it good for the fans and people following it. Uh, but, but neither him or I have any illusions that uh, that that there's any kind of cakewalk. There's there's not by any stretch. There's 15 guys for sure that can win this race coming here, and I know that. I've watched a lot of these guys over the years, and um, you know I, I like to think that. Uh, but like Jason White said a couple of years, a couple uh, shows ago when you had him on here, he says he's a good study of the sport, and I think he is in his regard when it comes to social media and stuff. I think I got a pretty keen eye for talent when I see it, and uh, there's a bunch of guys that are coming here that I, maybe I've never run against, but I've seen them in odd shows, and I can spot talent when I see it and say that guy knows how to drive a race car, and whoever's yeah. doing the work, whether it's him or his crew chief, they've got a nice Nope. He froze up. Beautiful car oh, that thing is. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Just amazing. Uh, Trev, when you, uh, uh, it, it, no doubt, this year you're going to have a different mindset, at least I hope you do, than you did last year. You guys were like foot to the floor right up until just about race time uh, with working at the facility and doing all the stuff that you were doing to upgrade last year to open up. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, like that should be sort of tamped down and you can really concentrate on the race. I don't think that's good news for everybody. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting show. Uh, Thursday, you'll participate. I take it in practice. And how many laps do you think you'll pull off? I think so. Um, you know, again, I don't like to wear my stuff out once it's good. Um, I'm sure I'll do a few laps just to, just to make sure everything's right. You know, the other thing I always worry about, too, you know, when it comes to strategy is you – you can run too many laps in your car and just, like I say, wear yourself or wear the thing out or start second-guessing yourself. But I am always like to think about the what-ifs. If something's going to break on my race car, let's have it happen on Thursday night, <laughs> right? And it give me a chance to get the thing ready for Saturday, yeah. right? And you leave it till Friday night right before qualifying and something silly happens. Well, everybody's gone home. The week's gone home. If I got to fly some parts in or go borrow something, somebody's got 100 miles away or 300 miles away, I'll you know, send somebody for it. And so there is that. Um, you know, some people might think you're just worrying too much, but I think the guys that win races, when you say they're well-prepared, that's all part of it. To say, take the thing out of the box and make sure that everything's running right and, and go through it and go through it and go through it and make sure it's right, especially a 300 lap race. Yeah, you hear yeah. guys, you hear guys say that all the time when they're when they're testing down at Daytona. And I remember DW saying on the broadcast one time, he's like, 
if you're ever going to have a heart attack, you may as well have it on a stress test at the hospital. And, <laughs> yeah, right? That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the place where you want to have it. Test so it. Yeah. it. Test it, man. Get it to make the thing break on, on practice day and, and, uh, and, you know, make sure you got your ducks in a row. And, and, uh, I tell you what, you guys have your ducks in a row. Uh, I, I won't be there. I'll be there in spirit. I'll be watching from, uh, from afar, but, uh, uh, good luck to, uh, to you and, and good luck to everybody else. And, and, uh, good luck to you on the promoter side and on the driver's side. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be awesome, Trev. Yeah, it's going to be dynamite. Trevor, uh, we're right up alongside it. we got one minute, and i got to throw the keys back to the guys in Toronto. Uh, I don't think there's much more that can be said other than you don't want to miss this race at Penticton Speedway. The Western Rattler 300 is this weekend. Trevor, they can catch it live on Rev. They can listen on Race Time Radio. Uh, I don't know what else we can do other than let's get that green flag out. What do you think? I, absolutely. Things are all set up to go. It's going to be a great night. We've got a lot of fans coming for this thing. We've got a lot of cars. Guys are bugging me all the time about what our car count is. No problem with car count. We've got full fields here for all of us on the weekend. Very strong, very strong car count and very strong competitors. So it's going to be a great night. Thank you so much, Trevor. Uh, we genuinely appreciate it. I will see you Thursday, my friend. I can't wait. Thanks, Joe. We'll see you then. And thanks, uh, Joe Jr. Thanks a lot. You betcha. That is Trevor Siebert. Talk's all done, man. There's nothing else we can do but race. And we're going to do that come this weekend. Tune in Friday. Tune in Saturday. You're going to have, you won't believe it. Uh, The Western Rattler 300 will be live. That's going to do it for us tonight, Junior. Uh, You have a good weekend over there. Absolutely. Race number one. Got to thank Sue here in the Race Time Radio studio, Scotty and uh, Tim, all of you. Thanks so much, and thanks to all of you for tuning in. Have a good one, everyone, and uh, have a safe week. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.